0: Hello, and welcome to Heartline Ministries, a one-hour televised program and audio podcast where we take the timeless truth of Scripture and apply it to hearts and lives in the 21st century. Join Pastor Harold Noyes of Community Christian Church in Athens, Vermont, and Pastor Timothy Golden of Life on Main in Charlestown, New Hampshire, as they bring the light and life of God's Word to current situations and experiences. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Harold Noyes and Timothy Golden
1: tim we've been in in the book of john now mm-hmm. halfway through chapter six and we've been here six seven months seven months yeah. seven months <laughs> um we're talk, we're thinking probably we'll finish john sometime in 2025 <laughs> the end of 2025 but it, it has been such a a wonderful walk so far mm-hmm. in in taking sections of this book and just seeing jesus ministering and working and and dealing with people and how he dealt with people mm. and and how we should be doing the same and today as we look at it uh, you know i just had a guy come to my house recently to do something and one of his bragging points is or was we have the good housekeeping seal of approval
2: mm.
1: and um yeah and in, in reading through this chapter especially in verse 20 uh, 729 in this chapter, I find that it says that the Father had sealed Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what does that mean? That that Jesus had the seal of the Father, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? Now, we're not going to spend a whole hour on that one particular thing, but You know, I have to wonder for us as believers: Have we received that? Mm. Have you received that? You know, or is it some special dispensation that has to happen? Mm -hmm. But you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of look at it as Paul and says, "Hey, you know something? We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Mm -hmm. Every believer has that that seal of approval of Mm -hmm. the Father. Yeah, you know, just as as Jesus did here. No." we were talking earlier what was that seal well jesus knew he was sealed by the father to come down and to do ministry Mm -hmm. but then the his ministry was revealed to his disciples Mm -hmm. at his baptism Mm -hmm. when the dove came down and sat upon him and the father even said this is my beloved Mm son so that is a seal that God the Father identified with his son.
0: Especially when you combine it with the proclamation that John made just prior to baptizing him. Behold the Lamb of God, God. right? And and so there's that identification that this is who he is and then God said, yes, I'm, I'm verifying that that is actually the truth.
1: Right, so my question for all of us as we go through verses 22 to 40 in this section today, my question for all of us is, what what have you got or what have we got that proves or that shows that we are a child of God, mm. that we... Are a chosen people by God to go and do the ministry in which God has called us to do, mm-hmm. and I personally think it's the sealing of the Holy Spirit of God, who has come down upon us, mm-hmm. and 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 sat upon us, if you will, to do the ministry which He has called us mm-hmm. to do, and and God the Father now is showing the disciples. By the way, just in case you've forgotten, this is who He is. Mm-hmm. You know because how often do we or how soon is it that we sometimes forget mm-hmm. right who Jesus Christ truly is in our life and in our, in, in you know in who we are so we're going to be talking in verses 22 to 40 today um, discussing it Jesus talking to his disciples and talking about those around him how they ate of the bread but they they didn't see the miracle through the bread they were only had their bellies filled and that satisfied them until the next meal? You know, is that the way we are? Mm. Or, you know, is there something more right. to it for us? And I think we're going to see that in this, this portion of Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to open up in prayer and ask God to be with us for the next few moments. As we look at this portion of Scripture, then I want to have Pastor Tim read verses 22 to 40 in John chapter 6. Father, we thank you so very much. Lord God, that you've given us your wonderful word. It's the word of truth. And Father, help us to see it clearly. Help us to appropriate it clearly in our own hearts and lives. So Father, be with each one who will be watching, each one who will be listening. Father God, that all of us would glean those wonderful nuggets, those wonderful truths that you have for us. So Father, bless our time. Be with Tim and I as we uh, share this portion of Scripture. And we'll thank you in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. So to preface where we've been up until this point, the, uh, we have the feeding of the 5,000 has taken place. Jesus taught them. And then he sends his disciples across um, in a boat. Jesus meets them on the re- by walking on the water. And now they are at the other side of the sea. And verse 22 says, On the following day, When the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone, however, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the son of man will give you because God the father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that ye believe in whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What signs will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day.
1: Wow. Wow. Just a, I don't know, jam-packed, full uh, um, Mm -hmm. conversation that Jesus had with his disciples and and Mm -hmm. to be able to to look at this now and to, and to kind of dissect it for us, to help us to say, wait a minute, you know, he's talking to us today too. Mm-hmm. This is not just for the disciples of yesteryear that were walking with Jesus mm-hmm. and dealing with Jesus. He gave this for you and for me mm-hmm. that, we can, that we can also see that, wait a minute, th- he is the Christ. Right. And, and, you know, I think we need to really come to that conclusion and and come to it rather quickly that that this Jesus whom we serve, where did he come from? He mm-hmm. came from the Father, you know Jesus you know a lot of people would like to think that Jesus was created for Christmas mm. that's not true, correct. You know, Jesus was well before Christmas. Before mm-hmm. Abraham was, I am. And, and so Jesus always has been. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas was just the establishing of God now coming back and wanting to reconnect with mankind because there's been 400 years
2: mm-hmm.
1: of no connection between God and mankind. Yeah. So Jesus comes in and, and reconnects. Man to God, mm-hmm. and I think some of what we're going to be looking at in this portion of Scripture talks about that mm-hmm. and really helps us to understand that. So, what happens you now? Jesus has just gotten done feeding the people and and mm-hmm. and all of that. Now they're crossing the sea, but the people are kind of confused, Tim. That how did you get here?
2: Mm-hmm. Isn't
1: that the question they asked? I mean, yep. Um, we didn't see you get in the boat with you guys. Right. We didn't see any of this happen. So. How is it that you're now here? Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. things. So, so we go down, you know, the, follow, the day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save the one there of the disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into a boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. So, mm-hmm. you know, right there, you kind of look at it and say, all right, now they're starting to wonder, mm-hmm. what happened to him? How did he get here? Right. You know, do you think maybe this is kind of a incone- uh, little picture of, were they thinking, could this be a miracle? Mm. Or did he walk to shores and just walk quickly and beat his disciples? Yeah, I mean, how was it that he did it? I mean, yeah,
0: well, he definitely didn't take Uber or Lyft to yeah. get there, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean,
1: you know, but, but at least it, it raises a question with them. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened? Mm-hmm. Explain to us how did you get here so quickly when you did not ride or, or, go in the boat with your disciples? Right, you know, and and so to me it's a legitimate question, and mm-hmm. it seems like God does that with us sometimes when you sit back and you say, Lord, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, or yeah, I don't I don't understand how this can be done, but you did it. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think now they're getting to that point. Now, remember, they've, they've had the feeding of the 5,000 and they've had, had lame people healed and all kinds of different things, so they're starting to wonder, there's something special about this guy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: meaning Jesus, and they're even asking a question, um, and the disciples went alone. How be it, there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh into the place where you did eat uh, eat bread, after the Lord had given thanks. So, are they looking to say, like, did you somehow get into one of these other boats, and we didn't see it, we didn't catch it? Are they looking for a way out? Mm. Are they looking at, are they, you know, and that was my question is, is how many times do we do this and we try to figure out the answer and maybe even make up an answer because that fix, fixes my rationale of it. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe that's what they're doing in verse 23
0: mm-hmm. i don't know yeah well we, do, we don't like to be left wondering yeah you know we we want to know the answers And yeah if we do not know them we'll we'll try to re- reason it out we'll try to figure it out on our own yeah. and but the problem was was they, they've tried every avenue of how it could have possibly happened and they still came up empty
1: yeah yeah you know, and once again i mean we do the same thing today i mean we we do it today, you know we, we God performs a miracle in our life or something happens, and we look at it and we try to reason it out. well, this is how it really happened, mm-hmm. or this is when in fact it's just simply God doing something miraculous, and we just don't want to admit it or we don't want to own up to it or whatever mm-hmm. you know and yet god is God is saying, "Look, I did this for you, yep, you know, give me the credit and then verse twenty four when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. And I and I find it interesting. Why did they go? Because they went seeking Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My question in verse twenty-four is this: Did how many of us try to seek Jesus with our eyes closed? Mm. You know, and it's almost like that's what they were doing. You know, mm-hmm. they were seeking Jesus, knowing that. He did miracles, he performed miracles, and right here before them may have been a miracle, but they weren't seeing it. Mm-hmm. Or they weren't seeing him through that miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how many times do we seek Jesus but almost on our own level of you know, so we can rationalize it out or something mm-hmm. instead of truly seek him. Right. You know, and we know the promise that Jesus gave us. Mm-hmm. If you seek me, you shall find me. If you knock, the door will be opened. Yeah. You know? And, and so, so you have that. But you look at it and say, they were seeking Jesus. And you have to wonder, how were they seeking him?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just to satisfy their own inquisitive minds? Or were they really seeking him for who he is? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the answer comes down a little further. Uh, when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. You know, so they're seeing a little bit as to yeah. who he really is, but are they seeing who he is? Right. And don't we have that problem today?
0: We do. And and I think there was that aspect that we're still trying to seek him. You know, it wasn't chasing after. In fact, we we, we read about that later on. Uh, he says that it wasn't that you're seeking for signs. But yet then he almost comes back and says the reverse of that. Um, because there seemed to be an aspect in which they saw, but it wasn't the same kind of seeking that they did first. You know, when we look back before the feeding of the 5,000, why did they seek him out? There's just an inquisitiveness. It wasn't necessarily, he hasn't really done a, a lot of healings, a lot of physical healings up until this point. He's done some, but not right. a lot. But there's something about him, and they wanted to learn more, and they came to sit and listen to his teaching. You know, they didn't come to be fed. It, they, they did not know the feeding of the 5,000 was going to happen when they first came to seek him out. They thought they were just going to come and learn from him. And But then, on the heels of seeking, and, and that's the seeking him, right? That That's the seeking, what is it you have to share with us You know, about the kingdom of heaven, this kind of thing. But then the feeding of the 5,000 happened. And now they're still seeking him. They want to learn more. But now... Dare I put it this way? Their seeking has now been tainted mm-hmm. a little, because now we've seen a miracle, and so now we're still seeking Him, but there's now this seeking after these other things, and we hear that from their own lips, even because they want to do the same things that He's doing, right? And and so you, you can see there's beginning to get, they're starting to find that their seeking isn't quite as pure as it was at first. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I I was also wondering about this, because as I compared the Feeding of the 5,000 with the other Gospels, John doesn't say it, but I think it's Dr. Luke, but I'm not sure, I can't remember now, but one of them did go and did say that as he was feeding or as he was giving out the bread, he was teaching on the kingdom of God. Right. So you know that he just did not go and feed them and said, okay, here's physical food, you're satisfied, Mm -hmm. that's good enough. No, he was teaching them about the kingdom of God. I wonder if on the outside of that, where we know that the, the word of God does not come back unto him void, how many of these people will say, you know, he struck a chord with me mm-hmm. when he talked about the kingdom of God and things. I wonder how many of these—and this is just my own thinking—are seeking him, saying, "I want to hear more." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something that he said that has really pricked mm-hmm. my heart. Yeah. Uh, there's something in which he he gave to us—not only the bread, not only you know—but you know, he he gave me something, mm-hmm. and I want more of that. So. That probably can be applied to at least some of these people in mm-hmm. their seeking, and the others, of course, was just simply an uh, inquisitive.
0: Yeah, and and that's a, and that's the thing is no two people are alike, right? And right. I, I know I've, I've had the, benefit, and I know you have as well. You know where we've been in times when there's been a great outpouring of what the God's done, whether it be through salvations or whether it's been through some you know God working miraculously or you know showing s- some signs and wonders, whatever. But where people came initially, and it was just they just wanted more Jesus, and then God showed up and did some things that were kind of supernatural, again, on whichever level. And then of that bunch, and I'm talking about groups, not of thousands, I'm talking groups of hundreds, right, maybe a couple hundred, and where all of a sudden now you had some that continued to want to go to those times to get deeper in a relationship with God, but then there are others that simply were showing up because wow, did you see what happened last week? Yeah, I wonder if the same thing's going to happen this week. Yeah. you know, and I think that we've we've seen. Current examples of that, even with this uh, outpouring that had happened uh, down Asbury. Right, right. right where, where you've got people that have gone there that have genuinely been changed, genuinely wanted to meet up with Jesus and, and have Him impact their lives, but others that are simply going because we want to be a part. We, we want to have a part of this, not necessarily a part of Him. Yeah you know and and, and so I think that with this group when you're talking thousands you most definitely had that mixture as well those that were seeking him for the right reasons and others that were coming and seeking still after the signs and wonders those have now taken their attention you know, first was Jesus but now that's grabbed their attention yeah. and they're starting to seek the wrong thing
1: you know I was just thinking as we're reading through this Matthew West and uh, Casting Crowns have a song together and and the title of the song is "Keeping Jesus at a Distance."
2: Mm.
1: I want to go meet with him, but I want it to be on my terms. Or I want to go meet with him, mm. but I don't want to get too close. Right? I don't want to become fanatical about it, you know. But I do want, yeah. And and you have to wonder how many of these people they wanted to seek Jesus, but seek him at a distance. Mm. Yeah, you know, I don't really want him to be a part of my life. I don't want him to be in charge of my life, but you know, i'm interested yet for you and me for example and i and i hope certainly many who are mm-hmm. watching i don't want to keep jesus at a distance i want right. to embrace him with a full embrace as he embraces me mm-hmm. and you know and we find that that you know when they ask him jesus our rabbi when cometh thou hither verse 26 jesus answered truly truly or verily, or verily, i say unto you you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. So, mm-hmm. why, you know, I wonder in verse 26, is Jesus saying, the only reason you're coming is because now you're hungry again and you want me to fill you. Mm. You know, but you're not hungry for spiritual food. You were hungry for the physical food. Mm. You know, and that wears off quickly. As <clears throat> This is a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I filled you. Today, you're hungry again. So what do you do? You come back begging for bread again. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, this is not the kind of bread I want to give to you. I have a very special bread I want to give to you, just like the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. I have a very special water. You know, you dip down and you get this beautiful, cold, refreshing Mm -hmm. water, but I got something that's even better than that. Mm -hmm. I have water where you will never thirst again. Mm-hmm. Just like here, I have bread where you will never hunger again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, and I, I
0: just love the fact that he carries in, you know, you've got this incredible uh, parallel picture of him being the bread of life. And then you even have them sharing, and them even bringing out uh, what it was like having the manna. You yeah. know, our fathers had the manna right. in, in the in the wilderness. Well, interesting thing about the manna was this when they ate, the manna came every morning but they could only eat what was available what they needed for that day yep. they couldn't keep it it would spoil they had to trust god for the next day to do something fresh right something new what you have here with these people is okay you met us on a term that we like so meet us there again yeah meet us on those same terms again And Jesus is helping them understand, look, if I'm going to be the bread, you can't live off yesterday's manna. You can't live based on what I did when I fed the 5,000. Today there's something new and fresh you need, and it's not the physical bread. It's me, and that's the only true manna. But you need me fresh each and every day, you know, and not thinking you're going to dictate how I'm going to come or how I'm going to fill you can't live on yesterday's stuff. You've got to live on today's.
1: You know, I was thinking in the epistles of John, there are uh, three patterns to a Christian's life. You have the little children, you have the young men, and you have the fathers. Mm-hmm. The little children, what do they concentrate on? My salvation. Mm-hmm. Salvation, 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 salvation. That's all they concentrated on. Mm-hmm. Then John goes and says, but the young men those who have stepped from the salvation experience, now they want to seek Jesus and go a little deeper, they concentrated on overcoming, Mm. being overcomers, being overcomers, being overcomers. Then they said you have those who want to step even further and become as fathers. Mm. The difference between the the three is that the fathers came to know God. Mm Mm-hmm. So you go from salvation, where I have just this little glimpse of who God is, and he 's given me salvation, and then you go and now he's helped me to combat temptation struggles trials i've become an overcomer, but then, I really have come to know God mm. you know, and we're doing a series in our church right now, the God you may not know, mm-hmm. and because there's so many parts or attributes and characteristics of god that i'm not sure that we as new testament believers are aware of mm-hmm. or really have practiced mm-hmm. you know we're so intent on our salvation experience that we forget the rest of it
2: mm-hmm.
1: or we're not interested in the rest of it or or whatever and wait a minute god is saying if you want to go further then you have to take another step you got to go another step mm-hmm. and i wonder with these people you know jesus is saying okay i fed you mm-hmm. you saw the miracle but you didn't see the miracle mm-hmm. and you only hear because i fed you do you want to go the next step mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do you want to go you know a little further now yeah and i think sometimes we as christians are afraid to go a little further that's why i refer to that that song keeping jesus at a distance mm-hmm. i want i want yeah i want you to be my lord i want you to be my savior mm-hmm. but you stay in your seat and i'll stay in my seat and let the two never really mm-hmm. embrace. Yeah. And what does Jesus want to do? He wants to embrace us. Yeah. You know, He wants us to become intimate with Him, yep. not just religious about Him. And everything that's living has got to grow
0: and has to mature. If it doesn't, it becomes unhealthy and unproductive. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you talk about things in nature, whether you talk about even individuals. You know, we I'm the proud grandfather, I'm gonna be grandfather again in just a couple of months. You know, that kid's got my heart. Oh, yep. You know, I, my, my daughter's down there with, with my uh, son and his wife and, uh, for a couple weeks, and she's been sending back videos. It's like he's sitting underneath his little play thing and just having a grand old time. It's like, wow, look at that. Check that out. He, he wasn't doing that when we saw him a couple weeks ago. and you know, it's really cute right now. But I'll tell you, if he's 18 years old <laughs> and he's still sitting underneath that play gym and he's still just cooing and going, you know, there's, there's an issue.
1: Yeah, there's an issue. Something's you know, and, and,
0: and something's not right. And, and so it's, you've got to grow. You've got to mature. And he's trying to help them understand you can't stay where you've been. Where you are is good but let's not get comfortable there. Let's continue to grow, let's continue to develop, let's continue to mature, and then you'll become all that I really want you to be. And and as you said, that's gonna start with salvation, that's gonna move that place of becoming an overcomer and striving for holiness and righteousness, but ultimately it's got that place of knowing him, and that's not knowing him intellectually. Right. No. I I mean, we we wanna continually try to understand him, but let's face it, we never will. We have finite minds trying to comprehend an infinite God. It's not gonna be possible. What he's talking about is knowing him, which comes through relationship, and only as you're in a relationship can you even begin to have any sense of understanding. My my ability to understand my wife was greatly increased when she became my wife. Yep. You know, when I began to know her. Now, do I totally comprehend the opposite sex at this point? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Nor she I, for yep. that matter. Yep. And will we ever? No. But because of the relationship. Each and every day, we're able to get there a lot easier yep. than we were before. And it's that same thing with God, Being wanting not just to be righteous and holy, but striving for being in intimacy with him to really know him. Right. So that we then can maybe have some level of hopes of understanding him, maybe just a little bit yeah. more.
1: Yeah, you know, I think Jesus does a great job in verse 27, where he goes to us and says, okay, here are the choices. Mm-hmm. You can labor for physical meat, but that's going to perish. Mm-hmm. That does not last very long. Yeah. Or you can strive for meat that lasts forever. Which do you want? Mm-hmm. You know. And unfortunately, so many of us today are happy with just the temporary meat and not the everlasting meat. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul talks about that a lot in in Corinthians where he talks about the counter-Christian and all they want to do is drink milk, drink milk, drink milk, drink milk. Trouble is, milk isn't going to take care of you when you become an adult. You need more and more and more. That's why he goes and says we need to eat spiritual meat and so forth. Mm -hmm. So Jesus gives us the same picture here in verse 27 labor not for the meat which perishes but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life so the labor is a question i have is there something we need to do to receive this meat for everlasting life Mm. and what is it Mm -hmm. if i need to do something you know um i think that there's you know i think jesus goes and and tells us that we need to do that. Where, where he, you know, he says, "Look, he says, the main thing that you got to do, the work that needs to be done, mm-hmm. is what you need believe to believe me. Just believe me. Yeah, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Yet, for so many people, it becomes so complex mm-hmm. that they just can't get beyond that. Right. And that concept of
0: believe in Him does, isn't just dealing with." Like whether, you know, like I believe you're sitting before me right now, Yeah, you know, and that's true. But it's more than just a level of belief. It's a belief that is backed by trust. Yep. So it's I believe in. It's that ability to know what you're able to do. You know, the um, one of the greatest, I think, stories that has ever been shared was, and I forget the guy's name now, but he had walked across the Niagara Falls on a tightrope. And he had asked people, "How many believe that I can do this?" And everyone was like, "Well, we hope you can do it." Yeah. But he doesn't. He's like, "Now, how many believe that I can push this wheelbarrow across?" And of course, now everybody saw him do it once. They're like, "Oh, everyone's like, yes, we believe you can do it." And then he looked and said, "Okay, so who's going to jump in the wheelbarrow?" (laughs) Nobody stepped forward except for one very old lady. She stepped forward, got in the wheelbarrow. He wheeled her across. That's belief in. Yeah. You know. Of course, who was that one lady? It was his mother. Mother. Yeah. You know, and, and so why did she trust him to that level? Because she was in relationship with him, she knew what he was able to do. And and so this is the kind of belief that he's talking about here. It's not just a belief that he can. It's believing so much that you're willing to put your trust in him.
1: Now watch this, verse twenty-seven. He says, "Lay enough of the meat which perishes." But for that meat which endures for everlasting life, which, how do I get it? Mm-hmm. Can I work for it? No. Mm-hmm. Which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. And, and we had started with this, this sealing. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that Jesus was sealed even before the foundation of the world, that he was going to come and save the world and, mm-hmm. and die for the world and so forth and shed his blood. We understand that. So that was a sealing that he had from way back, even before time began, as we know it. But then God the Father goes and seals him at his baptism, I believe, Mm -hmm. with the the coming of the dove, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit of God, showing the disciples, yes, this is my beloved son. Mm -hmm. And he put that seal, the seal of the Holy Spirit of God in him. Mm -hmm. We have the same seal. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, um, in first in Second Corinthians chapter one verses twenty one to twenty two, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in, in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he that established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. God did it, mm-hmm. who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest. I believe the earnest would be like the engagement ring, the promise that he has mm-hmm. given, and the the assurance, or the uh, yeah, the, the assurance that he has promised us. Look, you are mine, in you mine forever. Yeah, you know it's the same thing when I gave Patty her engagement ring. You know, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. And I gave her the engur- in, in, engagement ring. What was I doing? You are mine. Yep. Yeah and i want everybody to know it i want the world to see it but i want you to know it this is a promise that i have made to mm-hmm. you and that's exactly what god has done yep. with us the earnest of the holy spirit in our hearts so he has sealed us mm-hmm. with that holy spirit yep and in fact we also go from here to ephesians 4:30 grieve not the holy spirit of god whereby you are that's all of us who know christ mm-hmm. the savior you are sealed with the Holy Spirit right. a promise on, on the, to the day of mm-hmm. redemption. So w- how long is that seal good for? Till I go mm-hmm. to be with him. That's right. it's, it's, it's that guarantee that he has given us. Mm-hmm. This is what I've done. I've given you eternal life. Yep. And now I am sealing you with the Holy Spirit of promise. That mm-hmm. w- if the rapture happens, you and the Holy Spirit go up. Yep. If you die, guess what? You won't need the Holy Spirit because you're up there with me. So, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the seal that he has given to us. I personally believe it's the same seal that God showed the disciples on his baptism. Mm -hmm. This is my beloved son. Mm -hmm. I am putting this seal upon him so you Mm -hmm. know it. Now, how about you and me? Mm -hmm. How is it that people can know that we are truly Christians? Mm -hmm. Can we do it in our own strength? No. No, and he's going and saying that. Mm-hmm. Labor not for the meat which perishes. Yep. Don't try doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. I have something better, and I will take care of it for you. Mm-hmm. I will do it. Right. Right? And, and, and so that's, that's what I think he's talking to us about in verse 27. Mm-hmm. I will take care of it. Verse 28. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said, this is the work of god that you believe on him whom he hath sent Mm -hmm. what is the imperative work for you and i to have salvation to believe in him to believe on him believe upon the lord jesus christ Mm -hmm. and thou shalt be Mm -hmm. saved right that is the requirement Mm -hmm. to believe on not just uh, not just to believe in him, mm-hmm. to, but to believe on him. Yeah. What is the difference? One, this is what he did for me. Right. And I take those acts in which he has performed, those things that he did, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and mm-hmm. I took them on my own and say, he did that for me. Yeah. And I'm absolutely positive of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Which then brings us then back into 27, because it's understanding saying that's our part, but our part ends there. Yep. Because as I said don't labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that bring, endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give, give you. Right. So this is where your part ends. Your part ends at the fact that you believe in Him. When right. you believe in Him, you more or less open up the channel for now Him to be able to give you the gift. Yeah, It's not that you're able to earn it. It's not that you somehow get, uh, seek out and manage to gain... God's approval through something that you do through some action through some religious rite. it's not that it's believe on him and then when you make that profession you've now opened up the door for Jesus now to be able to give you that everlasting life that is yours that comes by the sealing of the Holy Spirit so yep. as the father sealed the son now the son
1: seals us right and once again i mean to me it's just so so wonderful so how is it that we can live the christian life mm-hmm. through the seals which god gave us which yep. is the holy spirit of god right i cannot you cannot none of us mm-hmm. can live the christian life without that yeah and we just can't because we're just going to flounder we're going to fail we're going to you know because we're doing it in the flesh we're doing it in our own life mm-hmm. and and you know, you and I, certainly as pastors of our churches, you know, we have seen God work miraculous works mm-hmm. that certainly neither one of us could do. Right. You know, but then, we, you know, we sit down on a Sunday afternoon after a service and say, God, you're just so good. Mm-hmm. You know, because look at what you just did. I mean, I don't know how you pulled that off. But man, you know, thank you so much for doing that for us. Yeah. But it has to be him. Right, And neither one of us, and, and, I'm, and I know exactly. you're the same as me, we do not sit there and say, boy, God, I was pretty good. huh?" Boy, man, you're lucky you have me. uh uh-uh. That's the last thing I say to yeah. him because, no, Lord, you did it all. And, and that's what he's saying to us, that, that believe on him whom he hath sent. Now, verse 30, they said, therefore, unto him, what sign showeth thou then that we may see and believe thee? What doth thou work? Our fathers did eat manna from the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So, I just love that segment. I mean, yeah. not love as far as the fact that I
0: want to model my life after, yeah. per se, but, right. um, but seeing here again this parallel, Jesus just got done telling them, are you going to seek after the food that perishes, yeah. that's here today, gone tomorrow? And basically what they're saying is that very thing. What sign you're going to perform then that will may see and believe you? It's like, hold it, what did he just already do just the day before? Yeah. He already gave you a sign less than 24 hours earlier. Have you already forgotten, Has it already perished that quickly? Yeah. that that wasn't enough for you to believe? You were ready to claim to pronounce him king that day. That's why they had to flee because they were ready to put him in a role that he is not meant to go into right. yet. And 24 hours later, what sign are you going to give us that we may believe you? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just—it's almost comical.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and how often, though? And and once again, this is, this is for you know, a lot of us in the church. How often do we, we see God do something, but it does not take long for us to forget what He's done? Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what what has happened here. And then he goes. I, I love verse thirty-two because then Jesus is speaking truly, truly, I very, very. I send to you. Moses gave you not that bread. From. They wanted to attribute to Moses mm-hmm. the pouring out of the manor. And mm-hmm. and what is Jesus saying? Jesus is now revealing something to them. By the way, it wasn't by Moses' hand that you got that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was by my Father's hand that you received mm-hmm. that manner. You know, give God the glory. Yeah, you know, not just Moses. Now, Moses was a great guy. Moses was, was a tremendous instrument that God used.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But still, it was God the Father who fed the people. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that. I, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Oh, by the way, and there's even a greater bread, and that's me. Mm-hmm. Eat of me, mm-hmm. you know, and take of me. Because I am the bread that gives you eternal life. Mm-hmm. No other bread will do that for you, right? And for the bread of God is he that cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. So he's revealing to them. By the way, back 30 years ago when I was born, mm-hmm. that isn't when I was created, people. Mm-hmm. I always have been. Yeah. Remember, they, you know, the Pharisees even got all bent out of shape when Jesus said to them one time, Oh, before Abraham was, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Can you imagine him scratching yeah. their head saying, wait a minute, he's younger than we are. How can he yeah. say he was before Abraham? Well, and even in addition to that, you
0: know, I think it was, it was in John chapter 8, I think it is. So we'll get there probably in a few more months. A few more months, um, <laughs> But he makes this proclamation that even Abraham saw this day and he rejoiced in it, yep. talking of the day when Jesus came to earth. Yeah. So Abraham was with him at that point in time and of course that really puzzled us it's like well yeah. hold on, how could you see abraham you're not even 50 years yeah. old like they right. said right. and so he puts everything into perspective for them that yeah you know i i have always been
1: now jesus makes a proclamation mm-hmm. i am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst And I can imagine this has really got them scratching their head. What do you mean of that? Mm. You know, eat of me, Mm. drink of me. I'm sure the same with the woman Mm -hmm. at the well. I give you water where you will Mm -hmm. never, ever thirst again. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, she came to see what he meant by that. Mm -hmm. When she truly, thou art a prophet. You have told me everything that is in my life. Mm And she ran up to the city and said, Hey, I have met the Messiah. I've seen the mm-hmm. Messiah. Come see him. Come see him. And they did. You know. And, and he's going to them and says, Will you eat the bread that my father sent you? Mm-hmm. And I am he. So Jesus is pronouncing to them, Look, don't look any further. I am the bread of life. Mm-hmm. You want eternal life? Eat of me. Take mm-hmm. the food that I give to you
2: mm-hmm. and
1: take it. And, and yep. you know, and, and and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that you have seen me and believed not. So you see me physically, but you still don't know who I am.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder, and this is just me as a pastor thinking, but I wonder how many Christians, and, and, and I'm saying legitimate Christians, don't really see Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm
1: for all that he is, for mm-hmm. everything that he wants to be. You know, we just take little bits, of some of the crumbs that he mm-hmm. throws away, and say, that's enough. And Jesus is saying, no, I want to mm-hmm. give you the whole loaf.
0: Yeah. And the way you know who those people are is how do they respond when the hard times come? Yeah. Because if all they're doing is seeking the miracles and seeking after the signs, and all of a sudden when something that we would, say, that we would classify as negative happens we will be the first to question, God, you don't love me. Yeah. Where are you, God? And where the person that has really partaken of God will not find themselves hungering in those moments. They'll find themselves going through those hard times, and yeah, will they still experience pain? Absolutely. But there's a peace in the midst of the storm, much like the storm that just happened prior right, with Peter, right? right? Yeah. Where everything that could, you know, the storms are, and the waves are all blowing around him, but yet he was able to walk on water as long as his focus was on Jesus. Right. And, and so you're seeing this, coming to the reality here, and you just kind of teach, try and teach these people about this, that you need to get away from this concept of looking to the, all these externals. Look to me. Look to me only. And then no matter what's going on in your life, you'll never find yourself hungry. You'll never find yourself thirsty. You'll never find yourself in a place of need. You'll, you'll be in maybe in pain, but you'll have no need yeah. in that pain.
1: You know, and... and there's a big controversy now in verse 37 that um, really, it, it's been a controversy all through the years in the church, and it's this, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. And you you know, some Christians would look at verse 37 and say, I have no responsibility. Mm. Because everybody that the Father is going to give to Jesus is going to come to Jesus, so they're going to come to Him anyway, so why should I speak up? Why should I testify of Him? Why should I witness? Why should I do this? Because they're going to come to Him anyway.
0: But you've got to put that in light of what He has already said, because He already said that anyone who believes in me is not anyone who my Father picks. Yep. It starts with me making a decision. When we make the decision, we now open ourselves up, and the Father is quick to receive yes. us. You know, much like the prodigal son. That's why Jesus teaches that parable of prodigal son. Prodigal son was had already messed up. He showed no no signs of getting things right, other than the fact that he decided to come home. And what happened? The father ran to him. Right. The father took him at that moment, but the son had to approach him first. Yeah. had to start making the the approach and this is where it's at we still have that responsibility god is not willing that any should perish scripture says but that all should come to repentance that means that we all have a responsibility in this this is not you, god's abs- job
1: abs- absolutely and and the thing is is god the father will never invade
0: mm-hmm.
1: a person right who has no intention of believing on him mm-hmm. god the father is not going to say to them look I'm going to choose you to be mine mm-hmm. against your will. That is, that is not going to happen.
0: If he did that, he would not be a faithful God because no. that means he reneged on the promise of the garden exactly. when he gave us free will.
1: And and, you know, and then he would make us a bunch of robots. Mm-hmm. And we are not a bunch of robots. We are real human beings, <laughs> right. right? And, and that's, you know, that's what he's saying here. Is, Wait a minute. All that the Father, the, but the reason the Father gives them to me is why? Because he knows the heart of every individual. Mm-hmm. And that is a key and then i will in no wise cast out all that are truly born again i believe certainly are going to go with jesus that's all there is to it and and he's not going to cast them out no matter how messed up we may be sometimes or whatever but he won't do that we get a hurry 38 to 40 and i come down from heaven not to do mine own will but the will of him that sent me why did jesus come he did not come because he says dad i have a good idea no right Son, I have a good idea. How what do you think of this? Yes, dad, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Verse 39. This is my father's will which has sent me that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again in the last days. Mm-hmm. Look, there is a future for us and that future is to be with Jesus Christ. That is a promise mm-hmm. in which God has sealed for us mm-hmm. through the holy spirit of god he sealed that to us and then verse 40 this is the will of him that sent me that everyone which seek seeks uh, the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and i will raise him up at the last day mm-hmm. i have a promise for you if you look to me and you believe on me I'll give you eternal life, and that is a promise that you can take to the bank. That's it.
0: And again, remembering that Jesus also sealed us with his Holy Spirit, and in much the same way, we should respond as Jesus did. It is not to seek our own will, our own ministries, our own fulfillment. It's to fulfill his will, to fulfill Jesus' will, and understand that he is the one that has sealed us, but yet we still have a responsibility. The Father sealed Jesus. But Jesus had a responsibility to fulfill that for which he was set apart, and we are the same way. We have been sealed, but now it is our job to fulfill that for which we have been sealed.
1: You know, Jesus always had the possibility that when he was upon the cross, he could have called ten legions of angels, God would have freed him from the cross, and he would have destroyed the world. Mm -hmm. He had that. Mm -hmm. That was an option, but it wasn't an option that Jesus was willing to take. Mm-hmm. I will take the cross I will endure the cross till I'm dead and then I'm going to rise again he did that yeah. you know, so God gave him that option but he said no mm-hmm. that's not an option because if I did that then we wouldn't have a people for ourselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why he came anyway next week we're going to start looking at verses 41 down through i think we got two more weeks in this chapter um and i hope you're enjoying this i i love it i just Mm -hmm. love the conversation between pastor tim and i and and i hope you glean the wonderful Mm -hmm. truths from it i'm pastor harold noise pastor of the community christian church we're located on the lower road in athens vermont We have morning worship at 9.30 every Sunday morning. We have evening worship at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights, a time of fellowship and sharing, a message from the Word of God, just a time of, of being together. So if you're in the Athens area, we'd love to have you stop by and say, Hey, I saw your broadcast, and I just wanted to worship with you today, and that would be a delight for us.
0: Yeah. If you're the Charlestown, New Hampshire area, come on down to Life on Main, check us out. We meet at the Charlestown Senior Center at two twenty three Old Springfield Road every Sunday morning at eleven o'clock for a great time of worship and a great time in the word. Love to be a part of that. Also on Wednesday nights at our house at two seventy six Main Street, we have a cottage prayer meeting. We invite people, um, that just love jesus that want to come and pray for our community just to gather together with us as we do pray together Uh, again thank everybody for tuning into the broadcast let your friends and family know about this broadcast if you find it helpful Uh, we can be found on most um, of the community tv stations along the connecticut river valley south um, end of new hampshire and vermont and you can also get us on the Keene, new hampshire uh, community television station as well You can also find us on most social media sites that are popular such as Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, and Truth Social. And if you're more the person that's on the go, you can find us on most popular podcast providers. And if you really um, are getting like me and just getting lazier and you just don't even want to have to type that in, we can now even go and ask Google, uh, Siri, or Alexa uh, to simply play Heartline Ministries podcast And it will play our most recent podcast for you. Wow, That's,
1: that's amazing. That is amazing. I hope you enjoyed this and hope you will tune in next week for Hotline Ministry.